the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll with your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband Brian is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian discuss current events from a biblical worldview, so we as believers can influence for good in our culture and in the public square. Here is Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Hello, Biblical Citizens. Today we're talking about what is called the Great Reset. Our guest is Dr. Michael Rechtenwald, who's Chief Academic Officer for American Scholars. He has a long list of academic credentials, including a Ph.D. in Literary and Cultural Studies from Carnegie Mellon University. He's taught at New York University, Duke, Western Western Reserve, and other universities. He recently gave a speech at Hillsdale College on what is called the Great Reset, and it's something everybody should know about if they don't already. So, Professor Rechtenwald will discuss with us today an update on the World Economic Forum and what is going on with the Great Reset, which is where this originates from. The, the Great Reset originates with the World Economic Forum. Many of you have become familiar with this term because we began hearing about it shortly after the shutdown. Some of you are more familiar with it uh, before that. But it's an honor to have you today, uh, Dr. Rechtenwald. May we call you Michael? Yes, of course. Thank you, Kathleen. It's good to be here. So, Michael, what exactly is what they call the Great Reset? Explain this to us. Yes, okay. So the Great Reset is an agenda, as you said, emanating from the World Economic Forum in conjunction with the United Nations and over a thousand corporations that are signed on as partners to the World Economic Forum, plus governments that have been enlisted one way or another. The first uh, emphasis, the first point of the agenda is to steer the world economy to so-called fair outcomes. And so this is to intervene in the economy to make sure that wealth is distributed around various players rather than just through corporations. Uh, The second component is to ensure that uh, they advance uh, the goals of equality, uh, fairness, and sustainability. So that's the that's the climate change element that they're approaching. And the third is to harness the innovations of the so-called fourth industrial revolution, which we can talk about. Well, now that's what they say it's for, is for equality. But that never works, does it? And aren't there many names for what they're working for that are comparable, that are synonymous with this great reset? I mean, isn't it They call it sustainable development, the Green New Deal, which we call the Green New Steel, the Fourth Industrial Revolution, the Build Back Better, the Stakeholder Capitalism. And then we've had other people on our show that have said, no, it's what they are really working for is technocracy, corporate socialism, communist 
capitalism and fascism. And so it's all the same thing. It's control of all the resources and all the people by an elite few. Isn't that right? But it is. Yes, it is. This this group and their stakeholders, as they call them, intervening in the economy to control the economy and to control people uh, under it. So, you know, it is about creating uh, this kind of uh, overstate, uh, overstate that, that is effectively global because it's networked together. They network all these governments and corporations together and enact their plans, which are to really vastly intervene in the economy in order to control the outcomes of it and to control the people under it. And, you know, they effectively say that in 2030 or by 2030, you'll own nothing and be happy. The point is here is that there were, when they talk about equality and fairness, what they really mean is reducing, and they say this elsewhere, they mean reducing the expectations of, of the vast majority to lowered standards of living and uh, a, a more static economic uh, prospects. So they don't want anyone moving up or down. They want basically a controlled situation in which they have these major corporate oligarchs on top and everybody else effectively living under actually existing socialism. So I, that's why I've called it corporate socialism, and others have called it ca- communist capitalism. It's and I combined- could, yeah. Oh, I, I was uh, sorry. I, I could call it a return to feudalism, except yeah. on a scary global basis. But it sounds like taking the old feudalism of all the serfs, uh, supposedly protected and often not so well by their by their. Uh, nobles and royalty and making this a global system, which is probably would be the scariest feudalism of all. But it, it looks a lot like that to me. Well, and you say in your article, you, you know, quote, quote, corporations are deputized as major additions to governments and intergovernmental bodies, empowering them with no obligation to answer to pesky voters. So they basically want to uh, do away with democracy or having the people say have any say in any government. So they want to replace our democratic constitutional republic. And they and the, isn't that what we've seen? I mean, with this COVID nineteen, gosh. Yeah, yeah. governments. Uh, but I wanted to I wanted to pivot, uh, Michael, to as Kathleen said in the intro, a lot of us became really aware of this uh, not until a couple of years ago with COVID nineteen. So, question for you is. How is either how is this all related to COVID nineteen, or how has this so called pandemic been used to drive this global agenda? Because it really has come into play here, hasn't it? The last couple of years. Yes, absolutely. So the, the COVID crisis actually accelerated the objectives of the Great Reset by destroying small businesses with the lockdowns, uh, by the institution of biometric surveillance. Uh, the institution of uh, a greater state role in the economic viability of citizens. Uh, they have uh, effectively transferred tremendous wealth from uh, small business to these corporate oligarchical monopolies. Uh, you saw the vast increase of wealth transfer to, to uh, Apple and Google and Facebook and Walmart, while small businesses were utterly destroyed. 
millions of them. And uh, so this, the COVID lockdowns actually just accelerated this. And of course, in their book, COVID-19, The Great Reset, uh, Klaus Schwab and Thierry Malleret said that this was a great opportunity to reset the world economy. So they did this. It seems like this agenda, uh, I'm sorry, the COVID crisis fit perfectly within their agenda. Yes, it, it, it really does. And it's led some, and I know this gets in the area of uh, a more potential speculation, but there's a lot of support for it. A lot of folks we have talked to, because COVID-19 and all the reaction to it has been so advantageous to these globalists we're talking about, some believe that COVID-19 pandemic was actually engineered and implemented by whether it's the World Economic Forum or the UN or the Gates Foundation or the Rockefeller Foundation. And one of the evidences that's been put put forward for this idea is that as far back as 2001, there were coronavirus patents that were filed. And then on the gain of function. And then they point research. to the other rehearsing yeah. as late as 2019, rehearsing a lot of things that uh, then suddenly. Event 201. Event 201, that suddenly when March 2020 came, these things were put into play on a global basis so rapidly. They were all ready so to rapidly. go. So, do yeah. you, have you given any thought to that, or how should we think about that? Is it possible that this whole COVID-19 was engineered as part of, the, part of a plan? Well, of course, I've given plenty of thought to it, and I would say this, that Event 201, which took place in November of 2019, happened to basically simulate every governmental response to an international coronavirus pandemic including lockdowns, including the loss of businesses, including uh, the biometric surveillance, including uh, the flooding of uh, social media with so-called authoritative sources and the banning uh, and censorship of so-called disinformation and misinformation, uh, the pro-vaccine propaganda all across the board. So they either are prophets, okay, who have this incredible, uncanny sense of prescience or foreknowledge about events, or else they were involved in, its, uh, in, in a kind of conspiracy to undertake it. I don't want to adjudicate that question. I'll leave it to the, to the listeners to decide whether that, which is more likely. But a conspiracy hypothesis is that, in fact, given the evidence, uh, there, there leads to the possibility that they had some foreknowledge of the uh, coronavirus epi- uh, pandemic, so-called, and that they effectively helped to usher it in. Well, and if you want more information on the patents that they filed as early as 2001, you can go and look up the Fauci dossier by Dr. David Martin, PhD, and he's tracked all that. Uh, that's the Fauci dossier. Yeah. But in the short time we have that before the break, just to comment on this uh, this social credit score of the environmental social governance score. So they're rating corporations as long, in addition to individuals on their wokeness or their, their uh, level of compliance, right? Just real quick. That's right. Yeah. The ESG score is the environmental social and governance score, which is an index on the stock markets. And it's used as a way to direct capital toward the sustainability oriented work woke compliant corporations and away from others. It's a way 
I think, of starving, uh, non-compliant, non-woke companies of all sizes uh, from capital investment because they have uh, this has filtered into the asset managers and the way they direct investments of their uh, of their clients, and it also has made it all the way to banks who will decide on who they invest in based on this DSG index score. Michael, so they're starving out the small companies right. that won't comply. I may, may yeah. want to talk a little bit more about that after the break too. It's time for a short break. The lots to talk about. Be right back. There is more Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Still to come on K-Praise. Welcome back to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Melanakis on K-Praise. We are back with Dr. Michael Rechtenwald very uh, accomplished individual and we're talking about the great reset and just before the break we were talking about how corporations are a lot of them unfortunately are buying into this whole social credit system like they have over in china and um you know michael during this covid time uh initially when i was seeing the censorship from facebook and google and so on I was just getting really mad at Google and Facebook. How dare they censor all this information and not realizing, as I realize now, how that was all coordinated, if not dictated, by people within our own federal government. It's not like whatever. It's terrible that Facebook and Google and so on are going along with it, but they're not the only party in it, are they? It's it's hand-in-hand with the government. It's the same kind of... Um, private par- private public partnership that they're talking about. Right. This this is the pro- public private partnership daunted by the World Economic Forum. This is the corporations in league with governments to govern the population. And we saw this recently with uh, the Biden administration demanding that Facebook and other social media sites hand over information about people that so-called spread so-called uh, myth and disinformation during the COVID crisis. So, yes, they are in league with the state, these corporations. They're not strictly private companies that can do whatever they want. They're actually state agents, if you will. Wow, and that is such a danger to have a monopoly like that. Then you, then people are just at their mercy. They have no other alternative. we got to build up the alternatives, wouldn't you say? It's bad, I mean, yeah, it's bad enough to have yeah. monopolies, but you pair monopoly with ever, ever more powerful government or even global government. How can that be a good thing? It's, it's definitely not. It leads to, first of all, dictatorial control, not only of information, but people. And it leads to a completely, as we said before, an undemocratic process by which we're being ruled. We have no say in this. Only the so-called stakeholders that they approve of, like activists and corporations that are bought into this, only they have a say. So they've already decided what the agenda is, and we have have no choice but to go along with it, according to them, because this is going to be implemented through this public-private partnership, which is really basically tyranny uh, in disguise. I mean, they try to make it out to be a good thing, of course. No, no dictator is going to come along and say, I'm, 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 a, I'm trying to utterly control and tyrannize your life. They're going to try to put it in terms uh, that sound good on the, uh, on the face of it. And that's exactly part of their scheme. 
I want to I want to interject one thought that's come to me though because it seems like the only thing going in a different direction than that is are the words of Klaus Schwab himself, not all his minions, but for example, in his latest books, he seems so clear, scarily clear on, uh, we're going to maybe touch on that, controlling our minds, controlling everything. And it made me think, you know, old Karl Marx, one of the famous things of old Karl Marx was, as communists, we disdain to conceal our objectives. And most Marxists all through history have done exactly the opposite. They spend a lot of their time as you say, concealing their objectives. But it seems like old Klaus Schwab, he, he gets off the reservation sometimes when he writes his books and he, he has this uh, impulse to be scarily honest. So I encourage people to read what he's planning in his own words. Right. The book, COVID-19, The Great Reset, he puts out in, the, in his own book what he plans to do. And then it's on his website. And yeah, their, their motto is, as Michael said, you will owe nothing and you will supposedly be happy. So, I mean, that's, that's, they, they have that goal out there. They've, they've said it. And, but I kind of wanted to ask you too, Michael, are they kind of going back on that now that they've had some backlash? Like, is that still, you know, are they trying to sell that or are they? Uh, yes. Um, yes. Because, because the Great Reset narrative hasn't gone over so well, they have now published a book called The Great Narrative, in which they're trying to say, basically, we need to re-narrativize this. We need to give, give a better way of telling this story uh, so that it's acceptable. So they acknowledge that the Great Reset has been uh, rejected, you know, by the world population, not by the people involved, but by the people that are trying to, you know, basically uh, drive like cattle into their silos. So in fact, you know, they have definitely tried to revamp their message with this great narrative book, which is the last one uh, Schwab has published with Malaret. Well, well, I went on uh, Amazon and looked at that and the reviews are just terrible. I mean, they get one star. Most of the reviews are one star. Like people are not buying the great narrative either. They say that it sounds like he's calling everybody cattle. You know, he, he, he doesn't respect people at all. He calls them useless eaters. Well, I wonder where they get but, that idea. Just because he calls them useless eaters and, <laughs> and people are offended by that? Uh, I don't understand it. Well, I, I, I got the book. I haven't read it, but those were, are what the reviews say. But I also want to ask about your book, as you say in your book, Google Archipelago, which is an interesting play on words of Gulag Archipelago. And uh you talk about the control that they want to have through technology. So tell us more about exactly, you know, some of the couple of main points from your book. Yeah, well, I call the, these corporations and their, you know, their projects Big Digital in that book. And Big Digital is, is the technology companies that are basically controlling all information. They not only want to control what comes to us, but they want, you know, through the internet, they want to put our brains directly on the internet. Yeah, that's to, creepy. Uh, wow. I mean, who would go along with that? Well, people, uh. what they're going to do is sell it as enhancements. Like, you'll be able to just think something and, and you'll pull up information into your brain immediately. So, but what people don't realize is that they could also supply information to your brain. In other words, control your thoughts. 
Yeah. And that, yeah. Is and, that really possible? I mean, I know they have yeah. these uh, brain-computer interfaces. Well, I think they they've have a, patented some of those yeah. technologies. But is that really possible? I mean, that seems very anti, well, yeah. you know, anti-human. I mean, I mean, wow. Over a decade ago, researchers at MIT were able to control a monkey from, long, from a long distance to move its limbs and so forth across the Internet. And uh, they've since demonstrated that they can have monkeys move their limbs and move different robotic parts based on their thoughts strictly. So it's very, very much the technology is already available to implant or put on your head these kind of nodes that will basically allow your thoughts to be transmitted across the web but also to input those thoughts from outside. So there's a two-way flow of information, including what is thought in the brain. So this way they could actually control your actual thoughts. Do they have and to it, go into your brain, or is it an electrode that they put on your head? I mean, it, it would seem to be pretty important. Head. They can put electrons on your head, electrodes on your head, but Schwab in his book, The Fourth Industrial Revolution, claims that they would best do it by putting an implant in your brain itself. And that way, well, he he could, should star in one of these uh, one of these old James Bond movies or something as a doctor doctor no type figure. But so but that's, in our, in that's our, really uh, possible today. Wow! I want to touch on one other Just, point though, because we, as always, we have limited time. So you say, Michael, that it, like other attempts at totalitarianism, like you know Nazi the Nazi movement, the communist movement. The Great Reset is doomed to failure, so that's that's a positive note. But it doesn't mean, however, that like those earlier attempts, it won't leave a lot of massive destruction in its wake. So my, my question for you is, what can we do to oppose this? Do you have any uh, practical suggestions on how we can oppose? Because this is some scary stuff here. Yeah, starting with the economic element, one way to oppose it is by rejecting the ESG scores. If you have any investments, try to look through your investments and see if they're going to these ESG-friendly companies and move them to companies that aren't concerned with the ESG. That's one very small thing you can do. Another thing, of course, is legislation that can stop this in its track. This is up to legislators, and to that end, I've been speaking to members of Congress to alert them about what's happening and to get them to start considering how they would draw up legislation to block this in its tracks. And, of course, uh, another thing we can do in, on the economic front is to practice the free market in our own lives. That is, to engage with people that are free market-minded people that allow freedom of individuals over their bodies, over their bodies as their first form of property, God-given property, and to to basically engage in free market activity with each other. Uh, that's the kind of parallel structures that I, I suggest people start to and continue to uh, develop as much as possible. And just and pull out of these monopolies and... And bargain with each other, do business with smaller and middle class businesses. Just and one one thing we've heard a lot about is pulling out of the big central banks. Wouldn't you agree with that? We're Just, doing that, by the yep. way, because we need to set an example for our, with our friends. We're pulling yep. out of a big bank right now. Joining a credit this, union this week, yeah, a, a local credit yeah. union. Yeah, yep. but don't forget that the Fed determines where money goes, and Larry Fink, who's um, the uh, 
CEO of BlackRock Inc. is really determining a Fed policy. So they could starve these small banks out of capital so that they won't have any money to lend. But really? it's still a good po- point to try to get your money away from large corporations, you know, like large banks like Bank of America and many others. Basically, all of the major banks are in on this. They're in on the ESP score. They're in on the whole uh, shebang of the Great Reset. That, that's why we don't. The we, major we don't want to support them. Not all banks. Not no. all banks, but that's why we don't want to no. support them. It looks like we're at the end of our time. We wish we, we're going to have to talk to you again because we're very interested in how this progresses in your conversations with politicians and so forth. But thank you so much, Professor Rechtenwald, for being with us today, and God be with you. Thank you so much. Same to you. Thank you. God bless. God bless. So we'll talk next week. We're going to talk in more detail about this great reset to bless your neighbor. Pray that And what you evil, can do to stop it. Right. Pray that evildoers who want to literally enslave humanity, like you just heard, will be brought to repentance or to justice. And do what you can to stop their agenda. Put God first in your life and seek first his kingdom. Till next week. Join us next Saturday at noon for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis, seek to educate and activate Christians at a grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover another major news happening from the view of the biblical citizen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.